one what's up y'all welcome back to the 1025 podcast this is episode 14 i'm jordan along with Kristen and ayana and we're doing another artist spotlight today the last one we did was on rihanna and today we're going to be taking a look at one of the most interesting and definitely one of the most influential figures in contemporary r&b abel tesfe or as we all know of him as the weekend now my introduction to the weekend pretty much like everyone else was through pretty much his 2011 mixtape house of balloons and then of course his mainstream hits on beauty behind the madness and i definitely think he's one of the most interesting acts in you know modern music today so we're going to be taking a look at four videos the knowing pretty belongs to the world and king of the fall first we're going to start off with the knowing now this was his first music video and this was directed by a guy by the name of Mikel colombo hope i said that right i'm really horrible with names and it uses this really interesting art style known as janky vision which basically he photographs different settings and different people and he edits it up it's almost like a visual collage basically so i'm gonna let you guys start off first and what you guys kind of understood because this music video is definitely really like wtf what the heck did i just watch so what were you guys thoughts on the knowing um i'm gonna be completely honest with you uh music videos like that that are like very much all over the place and you know there's a lot of digital glitching going on on the screen and stuff it's really hard for me to follow mm -hmm. um I liked the song a lot, but I couldn't pay too much attention to the like the video all that much. Yeah, I got you. It's a very it's a video that definitely is not is is weird compared to you know the other videos that he's released over the years. Kristen, mm -hmm. what were your thoughts? I feel like the video needed a little bit more background to understand the images because it was just like a series of still images throughout the whole thing. Mm hmm. Maybe if I knew the meaning behind them, then I'd understand it more. Yeah. Now, from what I've pieced together from this music video, from because I've watched this video numerous amounts of times, and it, it almost, I feel like this video, The Knowing, it symbolizes the creation of The weekend as this uh, caricature of Abel's self, you know. Um, I did find it weird that it had a very space opera aesthetic to it, very similar to Star Wars and all that type of stuff, because you see like certain ships that were rising and they kind of look like the uh, Star Destroyers in Star yeah. Wars, as well as the Ethiopian imagery. Now, Abel is Ethiopian, you know, his family's from Ethiopia. And I think the scene where it had the planet, I think it was called Ethio X, is splitting apart. I think that represents Abel's heartbreak and it represents him slowly turning into this, the the dark figure, introverted figure that we know of him today, basically. Yeah. Um. Let's see. <clears throat> I think, I also think near the end when the woman removes his heart, I also think that was also, you know, an example of his creation because a, The weekend in most of his songs from House of Balloons to uh thursday echoes of silence and everything else he always portrayed himself as this just heartless cold human being albeit very douchebaggery he he kind of doesn't have this 
he doesn't have this like soul you know what i'm saying and even if we look to after hours a song called heartless it's like he's back to his old ways and i definitely think the knowing is an interesting track and one that requires a lot more viewings you know later on in the future for people to fully like understand this uh you know film and it also introduced and also i also dig the uh final shot in this short where he drops the girl it kind of represents the creation of his misogynistic tendencies that we'll hear in like kiss land uh beauty behind the madness Starboy, and then after hours and of course my dear melancholy which is full of it but uh yeah i mean i think the lyrics along with the imagery now that you're explaining it to me are those the lyrics are very reflective of the music video and vice versa Mm -hmm. um i could clearly understand what the premise of the song was about you know it's about just like just becoming this whole new person out of the bed of lies that you've made for yourself and it it's it's incredible now having the the video explains me having it all like visually come together in my head yeah i can definitely understand the visuals a lot more now and basically the the idea of this song the knowing the main premise was that throughout the album house of balloons you know abel is kind of courting this girl saying you know uh um he can have her at any point in time and then you know of course the weekend has always portrayed himself as a very toxic person kind of similar to future in a way where he depicts himself as a very toxic person and you know he thinks he's this alpha male when in reality he's uh, the girl cheated on him and then the chorus i know everything i know that my this this caricature of myself isn't helping me i know that the stuff that I'm doing, the partying, the doing drugs and having sex, that's not going to help me in the long run. And even in the song, uh, the title track, House of Balloons slash uh, Glass Table Girls, it kind of shows that he's not happy doing these things. Because, like, let's be honest, who wants to live the rest of their life just doing that? Partying, doing drugs and all that type of stuff. You, you live a sad life doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. And the knowing definitely encapsulates that, and even and the fact that this was the closing song on this project, it, it hits different, you know, when you listen to it. But uh, yeah, any final thoughts on the knowing? Um, this was, um, like you said in the beginning, a very interesting music video and even more interesting concept for the song and for the video to come together and even though i myself didn't really understand it it was probably because i wasn't i wasn't i wasn't like focusing on key elements of the video i was it was just so all over the place i was like whoa i don't know what's really going on there's a lot of stuff being thrown at me right now and i'm glad that i was able to appreciate the song, despite not really understanding what was going on in the music video, I did really enjoy the song a lot. But I think, um, like this becoming, like this able becoming the weekend esque vibe is really great to me. I love those kinds of concepts where the artist definitely separates themselves 
from who they truly are behind the smiles that they have in the press and all these things that they may say in interviews and stuff like that. I think it's really cool. And I, I appreciate the artistry that he has in his music and in his music videos. They always speak to some part of myself whenever yeah. I was, I really like it a lot. Yeah. What about you, Kristen? Um, I don't really have much else to say. Okay. Okay. Now, the next two videos are from one of honestly one of Abel's most underrated bodies bodies of work, and that's Kissland. And I started listening to Kissland around the time that I entered college, and I definitely think it's one of his most underrated and definitely one of his best. And the two videos that we're going to talk about are Pretty and Belong to the World. Now, let's start with Pretty. The idea throughout this video you it's very interesting it gives you this mystique to it you know and that's one of the characteristics that i've always dug about the weekend is that he's always depicted himself we don't really know that much about him and he brings that old school mystique of a celebrity you know what i'm saying because back in the day with artists like michael jackson and whitney houston you really didn't know a lot about them of course except for the stuff that popped up in tabloids and stuff so what were you guys' thoughts on uh, Pretty? As it's a very cinematic video, very similar to the overall vibe of Kissland. Um, it was, I think this might be my favorite that we previewed for today. Um, I think it was a really good, like, short cinematic story. And the... The whole scene at the end was really, really surprising to me because it it felt like this whole, you know, oh man, this guy's getting ready for this date. I don't know how he feels. Is he nervous? Is he excited to see this girl? He's yeah. picking up all this stuff for her. He's going to get some, he, he gives this guy a card for some special ordered flowers, I guess. And then just for him to come back and shoot the girl up. Because she, I'm guessing, committed adultery with some other guy. I was like, okay, okay. That was a little lot. It was a lot. Yeah. But it was an interesting way to tell the story because it felt so calm up until like literally the last 45 seconds where he just lets loose. I'm like, wow. And the, the song greatly progresses with the feeling of the video you're like it, it's coming up on this high and then it all just kind of bursts out of the end and looking at it while listening to it i was like okay that the the vibe of the end makes a lot more sense with the music video now and i i really 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 liked it that's awesome chris um i agree um i was actually reading the comments while watching the video and people kept pointing out that the cab driver just opened the door for him after he shot those two people. And I was so confused because, like, you should, I think that someone would think, oh, he just shot these people. Let me just run away. But he was like, oh, I'm going to get my money, though. Right. He was in on it. He was in on it. I dug it. Honestly, I watched this video. The first time I watched this video, which was last semester, and I have to say, this was this is one that I've I definitely go back to the most. Um, let me see. 
it uses throughout this video it uses a cinematic technique known as a reversal where basically it sets up this idea but then it ends off with something different like ayana was saying when abel is you know he's getting off this plane and he's meeting the cab driver driving to the the rose store and getting the roses and all that we think okay he's going to go on this date he's coming home and his girlfriend is getting ready and all that and then even when the car pulls up to the driveway we think okay abel's home and they're doing it right and then it happens when we see him shoot up the house it's like okay that wasn't the whole idea at all abel was ready to kill this person and the fact and even the use of color um the color red on abel's girlfriend's dress that she was trying on it shows that this girl is in danger like she's not you know gonna live through this night she's literally gonna abel's literally gonna shoot her down while she was having sex with her boyfriend and i'm just thinking to myself because you know how youtube censors out stuff i'm thinking to myself how the hell did this even pass all of that i'm like i gotta notice like when i was going to watch the video it was like there's explicit content would you like to continue i was like what am i gonna see (laughs) what's gonna what's gonna be unpacked in here what's going on a whole lot and i also thought it was cool that the red dress was literally lying next to his girlfriend as she's dying beautiful he's really good at creating like cinematic videos and stuff Mm -hmm. like that he's one of the main people one of the main people and and then we're going to move on to belongs to the world because these two i'm going to kind of combine these into the same you know section of this podcast and belongs to the world reminds me because you know kissland metaphorically is able getting out of toronto and he's this is the first time he's out of his comfort zone. You know, the city of Toronto, his hometown was, he was, was the, I, a state that he was comfortable in. It was a city he was comfortable in. And I, I really dig the overall cinematography and belongs to the world as well as pretty. It almost reminds me of the 1982 film Blade Runner, Kissland, the whole Kissland aesthetic reminds me of Blade Runner mainly mainly for the fact that it has a very cyberpunk aesthetic which is similar Ooh. to ghost in the shell akira you know very anime influence yeah. so what are you guys's what are you guys's thoughts on belong to the world i thought that um i could be completely interpreting this wrong but a part of me feels like belong to this world and pretty are like a part of the same storyline, but just told at different times in their relationship or whatever you would want to call it. I I truly feel like belong to this world would have come first in the sequence. And he's like falling in love with this girl and she's just so beautiful to him, but he knows that she's such a big, she's big, like she's not some kind of small time entertainer or anything like that she's like a household name and so it's like she belongs to everybody it's like you can't truly have her to yourself because there's always somewhere out there who desires her maybe it's a fan or some other person who's admired her for so long but you know you get into a relationship with people who have what you have if not more when it comes to media and being famous or an influencer and 
you feel like you're sharing that person with other people so you can't really have them yeah. so i feel like in the song he's talking about well you know you you what you you're what i've wanted you're everything that i could hope for but i don't truly have you i don't have the, your whole self and so with that afterwards comes pretty where he's like there you know it's no use if i can't have you nobody can and so he kills him right. but i could be totally wrong that's just how i took it I'm gonna be honest with you, my interpretation on the album and, you know, Belongs to the World is eerily similar to yours. And we'll get to mine in a few seconds, but Kristen, what are your thoughts on Belongs to the World? I think that he fell in love with a girl that was on all the posters, but he's mad because he played games and she left. Okay. Now, when it comes to the story of Kissland, right? Thematically, this song is based off of Abel's love of a prostitute, basically. So if we, for example, in the opening track, uh, Professional, he basically saying, I will decide when we're through. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to make that decision. I will. And then Belongs to the World is basically, I think Belongs to the World is like the third track on this uh, project, or maybe Pretty is. And even when in Pretty, the uh line you will never feel this pretty he's basically saying you're never going to feel as beautiful or as loved as i've made you feel you know what i'm saying he's adding he's putting those toxic elements yeah. into his you know what i'm saying into like his nobody's gonna love you the way that i love you so exactly you can't, there's no point in leaving exactly and then belongs to the world is basically saying i want to take care of you i want to love you, you know, he wants to domesticate her but you belong to the world. Everyone else has had you, you know what I'm saying? And of course people, like I was um, reading the comments when people were, you know, watching this video and people were saying, oh, Future said belongs to the streets. And then the weekend <laughs> says belongs to the world. Like imagine you belong to the whole damn world and stuff. It's crazy, but yeah. This I, think, I think, oh, I just, I just lost it. I think that and I think you made a good point just now. I think this like, belong to the world would be like the love song. You pouring your heart out to this person and you're like, I, I, I truly love you. There's, there's nobody else in this world, whatever, whatever. But pretty is more so that the toxic side of your love for someone where it's not so, it's not such a homey and comfortable feeling of love. It's it's more of you belong to me and yeah. if you try to escape or somebody else has you then i'm just going to take you from everybody right and i think i think that. both of yeah i think both of the concepts work so well together and it, it really came together really great once i saw belong to the turbo world yeah any thoughts kristen <laughs> All righty. And now we're going to move and we we blew by these real fast. We're going to go to a song that I was listening to back when I was, I think I was in a junior in high school when this came out. Well, not when this came out. This came out in 2014. But it's called King of the Fall. And metaphorically, this, because this came out in 2014, metaphorically, this was the last time Abel was ever underground. You know, 
from 2011 to 2014, he was still the underground, somewhat big, you know, Toronto artist. You know, he was running around with Drake on his world tours and stuff, and he was a feature artist and all that, but he didn't really blow up until 2015. So uh, it's a, and I also like when it comes to King of the Fall, I like the chill vibe to it. You know what I'm saying? The instrumental definitely is a, is a very chill kind of track. It's, it sounds like something you can listen to when you're like going through the mall or driving at night and all that. But uh, where were you guys' thoughts on this track, King of the Fall? <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I did not. I didn't like the music video. I didn't really like this song. It's it's like one of those it's like one of those songs that every artist has done at some point to a certain degree where it just feels so boastful like it feels like it feels like a like such a it's oozing superiority complex and it's like oh I I got all this big stuff I can do this I can do that I travel I travel to here and there in a day can you do that something you know however it's presented and I won't say it's not a great song. It was produced very well. The vocals were great. And I'm sure outside of my perspective, the music video was just as great, but it's it wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah, I, I didn't really enjoy it. Kristen? Um, I think the song didn't have any real message to it. Besides maybe like, I have a girl at home and I love her so much. I love yeah i understand where you guys are coming from when it comes to this song to me when i first heard it i instantly got it because this was basically him telling the world like in the closing chorus when i touch down i'm gonna shake shit up that's basically him saying when i become successful which of course he he became and this song also foreshadows his successful career, basically. But going back to what I was about to say, he basically says, when I touch down, when I blow up, I'm going to be, I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to be the, the biggest artist in the world. I'm going to rival all, all of y'all's faves and all that type of stuff, mm-hmm. which of course he, he did. And I just like the, the overall, personally, the overall confidence to it. Throughout all of the weekend's music, he's always portrayed himself as this very just sad, mopey, and lonely dude. But when I hear this, it's like, okay, he's ready for action. Similar to, and I, of course, I got to bring in Drake. When it comes to most of his music, he's the the you know in his feelings type of person. But when you listen to, uh, if you're reading this, is too late. This is him on Demon Time, like, and I just love that. Like that was like the energy that I was bringing in senior year of like high school like when i become successful i'm gonna be you know the man i'm gonna i'm gonna do this you know what i'm saying and nobody can tell me nothing i dig it and although it can come across as very arrogant here and there you gotta understand where this dude you know came from this guy was homeless when he was like a teenager you know he dropped out of high school with his friends and he was like okay we gotta make something happen you know and they did you know and they i think it's so i think it's so crazy and a bit of a coincidence that both of the artists that we've highlighted so far dropped out of high school to pursue music and took it 
so seriously. And now they're one of the biggest names in the game. Exactly. They've come from nothing. They, they've had to make it all on their own, maybe with like a few friends along the way. But I just think it's, and even though I don't like the song, I can definitely understand the vibe and why it would be such a popular song. Because it, it's that, it's just that like, that pick me up kind of song that you're like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be something one day. Yeah. I'm gonna be something bigger than all of y'all. Y'all just wait and see. Exactly. And I like the energy. I definitely understand. And um, the tone of the song is very great. And I, I'm, I am proud of how he's, how far he's come from Toronto. Now he's this big name and like him boycotting the Grammys is a, like an actual big deal. It's something really important to the music industry. Yeah. And I really applaud that because he's come from this to he's got this whole cinematic storyline with After Hours and he's performing at the Super Bowl. And I'm sure if you told younger Abel that he was going to be performing at the Super Bowl, he'll probably believe you. Like, yeah, yeah I'll probably do that one day. Yeah. Because I'm great. I just I just dig it because that that was the main energy that this song gave me. Like it was just a confidence boost. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, throughout high school, you know, you just going through the motions and high school kicking your ass and all that type of stuff. And then you listen to this and it's like, oh, nah. When the high school reunion happened, all y'all going to be like, dang, this dude became successful. High school reunion. I know. Screw that. Yeah. I ain't going to mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But I think, I think the lineup for I think this particular lineup is um, a reflection of all of the weekend's music and his discography and what he can do with his sound. There's four different songs here, two being, in my opinion, of the same storyline, but they all have such different vibes. They've got different sounds to them and they make you feel something different pretty make pretty made me feel like it was a pretty made me feel like i was giving up something mm -hmm. belong to the world made me feel like i was a part of something yeah you know king of the fall made me feel like i'm i'm bigger than what i think i'm i'm gonna be bigger than what i am yeah. it's all just it's I love his music and his discography is so vast and so different. And I, I love it. I love the weekend. And, and also I have to just bring up his influence because when house of balloons dropped, there were so many artists that were inspired by that record. Like, you know, cause even if we look, excuse me, even if we look back at like the early two thousands, when it came to, uh, R&B music, of course, we had acts like Usher and Chris Brown, and they were more in that dance pop type of sense. Yeah. But then when we have Abel and then Frank Ocean, they kind of brought a more uh, introverted side of R&B where they're not always, you know, they're not the socialites. They're not the, you know, go to every party in the world and do all that other type of stuff. They're the type of people who are like, like you listen to the weekend in the dark on a cold winter night and then you can hear frank ocean just like on a nice summer drive or whatever but i've always dug this dude's music and, I, and he's definitely one of my personal favorites mm -hmm. up there 
Jesus, yeah. Any uh, final thoughts on King of the Fall, you guys? You know, after your explanation, I think I'm warming up to the song. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was a that was a short one. Thank you guys for watching the 1025 podcast. I'm Jordan, along with Diana and Kristen. We'll see you next time. Peace.